You're gonna feel the power It's gonna turn it on Interpret your dreams Just wait and see The dream company The dream company The dream company The dream company Hello everyone and welcome to the dream company This is episode 4 Today we're going to start off with a vision rather than a dream, and it's Donnie's vision, so I'll hand things over to him. It has to do with the name of the podcast. Douglas had had the idea to call it the same thing he called it. He had a column in our first blog called the Chipmunk Press, and his column was from first from within. I thought it needed something kind of fresh, so I, off the top of my head, said the dream pod. And a few days later, my muse came into the picture who had originally suggested the podcast a couple of years ago, and said, the dream dialogue. And we liked the way that sounded, so we went with it. And we began doing the podcasts, and then the muse decided that the dream company was a much better name. And the dream company is a play on a television show for children called The Electric Company, It came out in, I think it was 1971, if I'm not mistaken, by the same people who made Sesame Street. It was hugely popular at the time, and its aim was to teach older children to read English by using comedians uh, and skits and very alternative ways of teaching, making it fun. And so, basically, that's what we're doing here. This is an attempt to teach people to read the language of dreams. And on a pretty basic level, actually. And so the electric company has a song that they start out with. And my muse gave me a little variation of that song, and which you've heard at the beginning of the podcast. And when you're going to have the power, that line I heard sung in my muse. When that line was being sung, I had a vision of a very ordinary woman, I don't know, maybe 35 or so, walking down a very ordinary street, kind of like a Rekinish or something like that. And always available on the street was a very powerful current of wind, almost like hurricane force. And it was always there available for anybody who wanted to step into it. And so she stepped into it and it took her away and she came to a pole. She wasn't swept away completely. And she had kind of a shopping bag that she was gathering the air in and she was just, she had her arms stretched and she was enjoying the full force of the tunnel of wind on the street. Now, to interpret that uh, vision, dreams are available to all of us. They're very ordinary and very common to human experience. And so it is nothing to step into that current and you're going to feel the power when you do because as we're going to attempt to show Dreams are very powerful because they are a guiding lamppost of our lives. And they're even showing us what will be happening in the future. And they do this almost every night. And so we are attempting to show how to interpret dreams. But our method is kind of like a fly by the seat of the soul as opposed to fly by the seat of the pants. And we try to take each dream and we try to relate it to waking life. Now, some dreams are very symbolic. Some dreams are more literal, as we saw last time. Uh, Natish has a dream that he would like to share. And I'll talk about it. 
and then Matun, and then I'll talk about the interpretation of the dreams. Natish, what did you dream? Actually, I met Luna. Where were you at? Um, I was in uh, Donnie's room. Uh-huh. And then uh, she like came and then saw me face to face. She says, you're only giving me like uh, things are bad. And I want things like bone and shoe treats. And you're not giving me that. You mean she spoke to you? Yeah, she spoke. She looked you in the eye and she spoke to you? Yeah. And said we were giving her waste things and dog food and she wanted bones. Yes. Uh-huh. And oh, true treats. Wow. Okay. Now, I think a couple of podcasts ago, or actually it was last podcast, Natchez shared a dream where he saw Lisa. She came and visited. She died, oh, seven or eight months ago. And it is an on. I also shared a dream about attempting to rescue her on the other side. And so this is a good dream about your communication with the pet. Matun, you have another dream of, what did you dream? So, I mean, to make a long story short, you went out and bought the bones and... Oh, I guess, of course. <laughs> yeah, I had already been planning because every night she's been chewing plastic. And it's not good for her. It's waste. It's bad for her. Plastic items, plastic this, whatever she get her teeth on. And she's a growing puppy, a big puppy. So I went out and got her chew bones and things like that so she can chew that instead. Yeah. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Yeah, I had a dream this morning. Actually, it was a dream vision followed by a dream that had to do with the death of an important person in the neighborhood, Ido Ganesh, him. Yeah, so after the dream, I had a vision in which we were about to go for a dog walking. And then you guys were waiting in the front yard behind the gate. And I was in the main hall of the house with Lisa watching you guys behind the locked door. The door was locked and we were seeing through the window of the hall. Yes. Um, I was seeing you guys going out of the house to walk. Okay, well, what do you make of the dream? I think it was a contact with Lisa or Lisa. Yes. Yeah, I think, you know, as we know, her graveyard is also behind our house, which is behind our hall. So I think it has something to do with that she's still there, she's watching us, going to walk. And I, that, that's what I feel about the dream. What do you think? Well, the interesting thing is you first had a dream about another to the dead. Mm -hmm. And now Natish shared a dream a couple of podcasts ago of Lisa meeting him as we were going walking at a certain place that we walk. And here she's watching us leave. And she may be doing that every time we go. And for some reason, she showed you this. Mm -hmm. And because you were in a place of receptivity. And the story of Lisa, I'm not going to tell the full story now, but it is an ongoing saga about her very bad death. And it has caused her to be not exactly a ghost, but very close to the earth plane, uh, the very first stage of death and in a place of chaos and darkness. And she's stuck there because she's fixated here because she had a bad death. Anyway, the dream shows her contacting somebody important in her life, like the dream that Natish had about Luna. And our pets, well, they're much more than our pets. They're part of our family. They communicate with us to the extent that we are open and can receive that communication. And we'll be giving examples of that in the future. Now, Douglas has a dream that's a little bit different. Heretofore, we've given synopsis of dreams. We haven't gone into details about symbols and things, and we would like to do take one dream and kind of break it down. Douglas, you could take it. Okay, so I'm going to read the dream, and then I'll give my take on it, and other people can speak up if they have anything they want to add. 
Um, this is an example of, you know, dream showing something that happened the next day, the day after you have the dream. A prevision then. Prevision, right, if you want to use that word. Um, so I'm with a group of people who are affiliated with the yoga of Sri Aurobindo. My friend Angelo was there. It's like a retreat. I go outside and see that the swimming pool has an alligator in it. I know that there was some recent flooding and alligators had gotten into the pool. I climb up on a wall or something next to the house. There's a gator on the roof that tries to get me, but I evade him and he falls off the roof. I go back where the people are and warn them about the alligators. After that, I leave and am walking along a road that has a drop-off of about 20 feet or so on the left side. Below is a pond, and there are alligators everywhere, both inside and outside the pond. So, actually, before I get into the symbols, I guess I should tell what happened that day. Okay, that's the end of the dream? That's the end of the dream. So... What happened that day was uh, two things happened that I think are related to the dream, and they both have to do with the alligators representing sexual desire. Not just sexual desire, but like a grab and seize you kind of right, sexual Right, wanting desire. to consume something. Right, I mean, yeah, definitely a very forceful intercourse, let's so, say. Um, so that day, like I do every two weeks, I went to the Ganapati supermarket. And at the Ganapati supermarket, there's lots of cute young women working there, like probably more than they need. And, you know, every time I go there, I've got the desire to check them out, think about them, things like that. So that happened that day. I went to the supermarket and I noticed those thoughts and feelings starting to rise. So I remembered the dream and that helped me to fend them off. And but then something else happened later that night that was more strong. Wait a moment. Well, you don't entertain sexual desires and things? Oh, well, I guess I should point that out. No, I mean, I try not to. Sometimes I do, though, against my better judgment. Are you a brahmachari? Yeah, you can use that word. I'm not a fan of that word. What is brahmachari? Brahmachari just means celibate for the sake of your spiritual path, I suppose you could say. Yeah, our yoga calls for celibacy or brahmachari. Right. And we are all at various stages of of (laughs) learning to practice brahmachari. And so... It includes your thoughts and feelings, too, not just physically abstaining. Right. So, um... I think I'm very far from that. (laughs) You don't have to confess anything here, my son. (laughs) But anyway, so the second time it came up, which was stronger, there's a young woman that night, the young woman we know, I won't mention her name, and I took her to a job interview because I found a place where I thought she would like to work that was hiring. So I took her to that place, and when she was behind me on the bike, you know... I really had trouble, like, I mean, it was starting to come up really strong, the desire to get aroused, think about her, the fact that her genitals were just a few inches away from me, and anyway, so, but there again, here again, the dream helped me. The dream helped me to not completely, like, give in to that movement. Well, the interesting, when you were, I remember the place in the dream where you were, there was a drop-off. Right, I was detached. Right, well, there was a drop-off. Right. uh, Like of 20 feet or so. Right. If we're trying to relate the dream to specific symbols within the dream, that might have been the time that you were having the desire, actually. Right. 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 There was a drop-off. Like, like you know, if you would have turned the bike into that drop-off, you would have had an accident. Well, I was walking, but I could, yeah, right. The possibility was there. But I actually, I had I thought that maybe what had to do with her was when the gator almost got me. Well, no, that too. I'm talking, so, you, there's a whole process here yeah. of you're on the bike. In the dream, you're walking though, right? I was walking the whole time. All right. In the real life, I was on the bike and, and I had her behind me. And I there call was, it waking life myself. Waking uh, life. Um, there was one time too, I can't remember, I said something to her and she said, it's okay. Like, I don't remember if I was apologizing for something, but she reached around and just touched my stomach. And that was like, 
oh. In the dream. <laughs> no, in, in on the bike. Oh, on the bike. Oh, okay. And why did she do that? She was, I, I, she was just telling me something was okay. I don't even remember what we were talking about. Okay. And I don't, there was nothing on, you know, it wasn't suggestive. It was just like reassuring, but still just that kind of touch with her hand was electric. That was kind of maybe the time that the alligator almost got her. Well, not quite. That could, maybe. That well, could. actually, it was. this was all going on on the inside of you. Yeah. So, anyway, just a couple of things I wanted to point out. I, I often dream about, you know, like a sod in a place. Often it's the ashram that I lived at in California. So, I would say that the people at the retreat... You know, that would either represent maybe our sadhana group here at the house or maybe my own personal I think sadhana. it represents the sadhana group here at the house. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think those are all parts of you that dreams can be broken down that way, but I think you're dreaming about us. We, yeah. have, a, we have a small sadhana circle here. Well, and Angelo, I mean, when I think of Angelo, like this might be an example of a personal symbol. You know, what Angelo suggests to me is someone who's very focused and dedicated to the sadhana. Angelo was someone that you lived with? In the California ashram. A Sri Aurobindo ashram. And he was, you know, and he was, maybe I was similarly serious. Like one person did mention once that I seemed really focused on the sadhana. But of all the other people I was living with, he was definitely the one who was most focused on, you know, doing the sadhana. Uh, so for me, that's kind of what he represents, in my mind anyway, whether that's what my dream teacher intends him to mean, I'm not sure, but I think probably it does. Well, yeah, that is a crucial point in dreams, is what do the things symbolize? And well, there are things that you're describing, which is a personal symbol to you. Obviously, Angelo wouldn't be a universal symbol for everyone. Right. Right. It would just be personal. Uh-huh. And then one thing I thought about, too, was how I wasn't, the flood didn't happen in the dream, but like what happened was, was there was a flood in water that had alligators. The water rose so much because of the flood, the water, the gators got into the pool. Okay, so which, how do you interpret the water rising? What is that showing? Well, I thought it could have just represented the movement itself, or maybe it represented something going on in the, like, for lack of a better word, we could say a wave of the vital that maybe hit the entire house and not just me. And it manifested in this way in me. It might have manifested in other people in the house if they picked up on it in a different way. Okay, well, that's very interesting. Water is kind of, well... The vital, right? right, Symbolizes the vital. An upsurge of emotions. And often it could be anger, it could be lust, it could be jealousy, it could be fear. It could be love even. But a flood, in this case, you experienced that as lust. But you were noticing this happening in the the entire... I didn't notice that. I just wondered about it. I, I just played with the idea that it was a wave of universal force, you might say, that came into the house. Well, that's interesting. That's hard to see from the dream itself, but it's possible. As you can see, you take the dream and you, it's not quite like playing with it. You take the individual symbols and try to apply those to what might be happening. And as we've said before, dreams are showing psychological state the inner movement of, or the inner experience of an outer event like this one is. And I think also that, you know, I I think it's legitimate to play with a symbol like that. I mean, because if it expands your thinking, it's still valuable, even if you're not like right on the money about what No, I think so too. I think very rarely is a symbol like you can just take it literally. It means this. You can do that, but you have to be really careful symbols are a little bit fluid and you had a dream recently about a family their uh, their name was valentine valentine's or what was it valentine, it was valentine. right valentine and we have dreams about 
a family with the last name Strong, right? Well, or Powers. You know, or, my friend Jeff Powers, Powers that I dream about. Right. And sometimes dreams are very simple. It's just about Powers or it's about Valentine. And dreams will use things that we know, and but sometimes they're obvious. Other times they're a little bit difficult to interpret. Yeah. There's one other thing, you know, the pool, the fact like at the end where most of the gators were, it was in the pond, but the first one was in the pool. And the pool is like somewhere where you get in the water and mix with other people. Yeah, a swimming pool. Uh, often a neighborhood is symbolized in dreams as a swimming pool. So, you know, that might represent being in Ganapati and being in the mix with all those you know, uh, young women. Yeah, I think so. That's you're in the swimming pool. Like if you go to a mall, sometimes your dream will show that as being in a swimming pool, swimming with everyone. And so I think that's a good interpretation. I think, yeah, that would be Ganapati, the swimming pool. Yeah. So I think that wraps up everything I had to say about it. Matun, did you have any thoughts while you were listening to me? No, I, I totally agree with you guys. I don't. Oh, good. You totally agree. Oh, good. Well, <laughs> we'll wh- keep you around for another podcast. Right, right. I think so. And we have during the entire podcast, Luna, who now is getting the bones that she needs, was acting up and we had to have Natish go and quiet her down and keep her from chewing on Douglas's chair, keep her from this and keep her from that. So this was going on in the background of the podcast, which made it kind of interesting. Anyway, I am finished myself. Uh, Natish, Natish, do you have anything to add? Uh, how, what, what, what's, what's up? Um, no. Okay, very good. That's okay. All right. You will hear from us next week. Next week. Happy dreaming.